Ooh, yeah. It's Tuesday. It is Tuesday. Welcome uh, to Double O Deep Dive Pop Culture Pros, home for everything James Bond 007. Uh, thank you for joining us, whether you are joining us on the Facebook page, whether you are joining us on uh, Twitter, or uh, I believe we go out to Instagram, definitely YouTube, wherever you're joining us, whether you're joining us live or Memorex in the future. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, I am, oh, as always, I am your host, uh, Jason Vichetic, with my license to kill. Bang, bang. Uh, I'm just waiting for the song. Ready? I got license to kill. <laughs> and with me as always, uh, my partner in crime, my 006. Uh, the best. Da- I guess you are officially the Bond girl because you've taken you. You keep giving yourself these names. Play now. <laughs> but the best damn Bond girl, uh, any uh, and I mean that in a non-sexual way, of course. Any damn James Bond podcast has ever had. Ginny Harmon Lala or tonight. Miranda Wright, how you Mar- doing? Miranda Wright. <laughs> Miss Miranda Wright. <laughs> I love it. I'm I good. It. I have my own little Bond girl with me. She's hanging out. So I can see her. Where is she at? Oh oh, she's she so cute. So hopefully she'll be good. But yeah, awesome. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, this is an exciting one. I'm excited to talk about it. Uh, and speaking of excited, as always, the best damn quartermaster this side of Q Branch, this side of MI6, the man who actually gave us our facelift, if you're noticing, we got a different color scheme, a different background. This wasn't me. I'm a lazy host. This is all Mr. Ed Camus. How are you today? As I've said before, I'm invincible. <laughs> what is up, everybody? Can't wait to talk some license to kill. Pretty excited for this one. One of my one of my favorites, honestly. I yeah, yeah. I, I love this movie. Amen. So. Yeah, guys, this is a gem. This is a this. It's a gift. <laughs> yeah, this really is such a fun movie. Um, but before before we get into it, before we get into the cold open, which I, I'm going to share is one of my favorite cold opens so far. Yes. <laughs> but before we get into it, uh, I am going to read through. I've got the license to kill lyrics, sung by Gladys Knight. Oh, th- thank you, Eddie. <laughs> Uh, sung by Gladys Knight, because as we learned a, bu- uh, a couple weeks back, these things are actually written for the movie. So I'm just going to read through. You guys tell me when you think you have any idea of what this song has to do with the movie. Um, hey, baby, thought you were the one who tried to run away. Oh, baby, wasn't I the one who made you want to stay? Please don't bet that you'll ever escape me once I get my sights on you. I got a license to kill, to kill, and you know I'm going straight for your heart. Got a license to kill, to kill, anyone who tries to tear us apart. License to kill. I'll just read one more, uh, a couple of lines. Uh, Hey, baby, think you need a friend to stand here by your side? Yes, you do. Your side. Ooh, baby, now you... Thank you. <laughs> now you can depend on me to make things right. Things right. So what, what does this song have to do with the movie, guys? It's clearly a relationship between Pam and Bond, right? Is I think right? 
Uh, wow. Okay. No. <laughs> I mean, this is my Reed Richards impression. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's more than I had. <laughs> I, I I had nothing. I didn't think it had anything to do with the movie. But Jenny wins because she has some connection. She's found something. Yep. We got to run with it. Yeah. <laughs> Jenny, you are the queen of bullshit tonight. <laughs> sure, I can. I'll, I'll make it work. I'll make it work. We can. We can do this all day. I'll make it. Uh, I'll make no. it work. I love it. I love it. Thank you for for giving credence to this game, which I probably should have ended three episodes ago. But no, I'm a stubborn son of a bitch. <laughs> um, so, all right. Speaking of the song, before we get to the movie, what do we think? License to Kill, Gladys Knight. Uh, you know, we got a little soulful stuff going on. What, what do we think of this? Uh, a Bond song. So, Ginny, uh, you're the one who, who who figured out what it was about. What did you think about this as a Bond song? I, when I first saw this movie, I listened to the song and I laughed because it's so cheesy. Like, right? I think the um, got a license to kill and I'm going straight for your heart. Like, it's like got a license to kill and I'm going for your. It's like a pickup line. I love it. <laughs> and I go and I just was listening to the song and watching the movie and I just said. I was singing it all out loud, like before, like knowing ever. I think I know I could do it to karaoke. I know all the lyrics to the song. And I just said, this is, is this my favorite Bond song? And it might be, it might be like a top three. I think wow. it's a top three. I think it's a, I don't know. I don't want to say one. It might be one. Wow. That's a, wow. That's huge. Yes. So this is like, well, again, but your, 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 your pony is Timothy Dalton. That's who you It sure is. So, but this yeah. movie is kind of my, pony okay this this is this is your timothy dalton love all i I think i don't know i love it i love it so much awesome ed what what about you license to kill what are we doing here i am a hundred percent with jenny on this one i actually this might be my favorite bond song that we've covered at least so So far far, yeah i'll say that i'll say that i thought it I, i think it hits everything you would want like a bond song to be i mean most of the time I don't give a shit what it has to do with it. <laughs> I don't. It gets the title. It means nothing. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Um, the visuals in it, I- I'll still say this checks the boxes of being a random James Bond 007 opening of random girls just kind of like jumping around and stuff and shooting guns yeah. and there's lights in places. I mean, it's like, whatever. Jason, you describe it perfectly as being a fever dream. Yeah. Of, of probably Bond's fever dream. So I buy it 100%. Um, yeah, and I, I actually forgot how much I had liked the song. License Hero was always one of my favorite Bond movies. And yeah, but the song, I as soon as I started playing, I was like, oh shit, it, it came right back to me. It was very much kind of like, when I was watching Living Daylights last week, I was like, holy shit, I watched the shit out of this movie when I was a kid. And I was like, yeah, I I got it. I know, except the weird thing that I think we all forgot was about Felix Leiter. We'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, yeah. And then we I, all I, forgot about the resolution of that. <laughs> I want to actually talk about that, guys. And we'll get there. I, it's, we, I don't want to talk about it now, but... Like I, I never, I never say the Mandela effect because I think that's bullshit. We as human beings have terrible memories. Yeah. But if I was ever going to say it, it would be for this because I swear to God, I thought Felix Leiter died in this movie. We all did, didn't we? All what, have if you we turn, been saying it for weeks? If you're not yeah. paying attention for five seconds, I think you you do. <laughs> right, I think, that's it. Depending yeah. on the we, watch, like when you're rewatching it, you're like, he died. All, oh no, he didn't. He, I know he lived. <laughs> we all saw it as kids, or we all saw it younger. So it's like, I guess he died. I don't know. I got bored by the end. I was going outside, but yeah. on Nintendo. 
yeah, yeah I, mean, I, I saw i told you guys i have a couple of songs i was this is the first one i saw in the theater how That's how right, happy were you as a child for everything that like you, that happens oh, in this movie? I that's the thing. I I think I kind of I gave it a lot of thought, and I didn't didn't really uh, for quite some time. But Tim, like I said last week, Timothy Dalton between this movie and the last one, this in my mind was what James Bond was. Right. Even yeah. like I said, even though like you sit on playing with GI Joes and sitting on a floor and watching my uncle, and my father, or like watching. Uh, Sean, uh, Sean Connery and Roger Moore and I'm like yeah whatever I mean I'm kind of like oh look he's got a gadget okay that's fun but otherwise I didn't know what the fuck was going on um, but that's what I'm saying like these two movies are what burned it in my mind and as the theater my cousin Michael had picked me up and he's like you know let's go see License to Kill and I was like oh, really let's oh do this <laughs> I was beyond excited for oh. that man yeah oh I, I, I went crazy I love that you saw this I know. I love it. I'll never um, forget that this was my first Bond movie that, like, in the theater, Living Daylights. I know I saw like on video when, like, when it first came out on video. But like, this was like the theater, and I was like, this is a whole other, whole other thing. This is a good theater movie because this is so. This is like Bond meets the '80s action movie. Yeah, you know, that's that's yeah. what this is, and I yeah. I love both of those things. <laughs> Me too. But so so get so for me for the song. I got to admit, guys, I love this song, but it's never a song I like. I, I actually do listen to some of these songs uh, mm-hmm. in mixes that I put together on Spotify. And this is never a song that I go, I feel the need to listen to this. But when I hear it, I'm always like, wow, that's really good. Yeah. Like it's because yeah. it, it really is. It's yeah. like, again, I, I always I always say like Shirley Bassey for me is like right. the. I hold her up as the gold standard for these songs. And this is very Shirley Bassey, but of the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Respect on Gladys Knight. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. Um, all right. So let's let's get to the cold open, guys. The cold open, um, which, you know what? I've said before that I don't usually like my cold open to be so tied into the plot of my James Bond movie. But I this movie, I don't care. This yes. is a great cold open. I, like, Ginny, you want to walk no, us through? I say, go for it. I, 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 what you're saying about it so being tied into, like, because mm-hmm. we're it's literally we're um, going after our big bad from the get go, from from the right. get go, yeah. um, and it's that's like, but that's so good, and it's so uh, I don't know. It's like, but that's just yeah. I don't know if this is the exception to the rule, but this is my. I don't know. I think it makes it better because it's just no, like I know I, exactly who we're dealing with. It's a little simplified, but not in a bad way. It's exciting, hella exciting, and it's just all—it's all tied together. It's all like a one long rope, like the entire movie is all tethered. Yeah, no, I, I agree, and I think it does work here. I think it specifically works because it isn't actually a mission that Bond is on. Like, yeah, Bond is being the best man at his best friend Felix Leiter's wedding. <laughs> Yeah, with Sharky. Don't forget Sharky. Sharky. <laughs> no, I cannot forget Sharky. Look, hashtag they shouldn't have killed Sharky. That was bullshit. I know. And I want the movie that tells me how Sharky knows these two. Because you have Felix Leiter, badass <laughs> yeah. CIA agent. Yeah. You have James Bond, badass MI6 agent. And then there's Sharky, the guy who runs boats on the pier. No, there's a story. I know. There. 
<laughs> yeah, there's definitely an inter really interesting story of how that because we never heard him mentioned before or after. But they're best no, friends. Right. They're all good friends. They're all like, no, Sharky, come on, man. Like, like don't do this, Bond. And I'm like, what is your history? I miss. He's something. in the wedding party. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Not only is he in the wedding party, there are only two people in the wedding party. It's yes. him and Bond. <laughs> and they have a moment where they're all in tuxes and like Felix, who, by the way, worst husband of the year, and he's not even married yet. Because he gets the like That's weird. The, the, it's, uh, yeah, I'm sure you'll get to that in a second. There's some weird shit going on, by the way. I know. Wedding. He gets he like he's told by his CIA operatives that the DEA, and he's not DEA, he's CIA, but the DEA are moving in on yeah. Sanchez because he's left the country that he was in and they, they could be got, they can get him now. And and Felix is like, all right, James, you go back and tell the wife. I'm. It's my wedding day. I'm going to go make this bust. And Bond is like, oh, no, fuck you. I'm going with you. And Sharky's like, why do I got to tell her? <laughs> oh, Sharky. Oh, Sharky. <laughs> But yeah, and then they just go on this bust. Mm -hmm. uh, they they actually Sanchez outsmarts them by like jumping out of the jeep and mm -hmm. setting up a, like people shooting at them, and then he gets in the plane. And they go, "Oh no, you don't outsmart me! This is a James Bond movie." They get in their helicopter, they use their hook, and they go fishing for this <sighs> guy. <laughs> and Bond drops the and. Bond drops one of the I don't know I was gonna say there's more Bond one-liners in this movie than there was in, in Living yeah. Daylights. Agreed, yeah. But it's just I think it's Timothy Dalton's delivery where they don't feel like one-liners. Yeah. He kind of seems like he says them angry and sarcastic. Yes, is the way I can kind of describe it. So it doesn't feel like Pierce Brosnan who was kind of like look, winking to the camera and breaking the fourth wall. Like did you see that? <laughs> and Timothy Dalton's like fuck this man. Get like let's go fishing. Get this guy and go back to the wedding. Like, come on. <laughs> he just still seems like he doesn't have time for anyone's bullshit again. He never does. No, no. he doesn't. I love it. I love him for it. He's the Bond is like, all right, you're going to write me one-liners, but goddamn if I'm going to deliver them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so, so they hook this guy and they're, they're, they're like getting the plane, uh, like hooked it with the helicopter, and they fly over the church. And Felix and Bob go, "All right, time to get married." And they parachute out, and then they just they, they everyone's standing there in the church, going, "Where's Felix? Where's Felix?" The bride, the father-in-law is going, "I knew I told you you shouldn't have married him. He's so good." <laughs> and they land, and then they get married. Yeah, right in front of the chapel, they land. Right. Like I, I kind of feel like I did it wrong. Like I should have done this. That's a, a parachute right. in with that with a gray suit on or whatever. Yes. And actually, Ed, if I'm not mistaken, you and I had the same wedding venue. Uh, so you you had the Ravel Hotel, right? Yes, actually. Yeah. So so did nice. so did I. So that would be an ideal place to parachute in because it's the roof. You just parachute on the roof, and it's right by the water. <laughs> Damn it! We both. We Missed the, we both missed it on that one, man. We both had dumb. dumb guys. <laughs> well, guess what? If, if Angie ever see, watches this show, show, if we're gonna renew vows one day, I might do it just for that, just so I can try to do some shit like that. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Take out some insurance. I'm not gonna explain it either. Just be like, yeah, this is what we're doing. You'll understand at some point. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but that, so that's that's the cold open. And before I ask you guys, like, what you think of the cold open? I mean, Bond is is 
getting it on with Felix's wife, right? I what, what did I say? I said, um, I mean, he's well, kissing her on the mouth. I I'm sorry, yes, Marie. they definitely did. And I said, oh, also, is it platonic friends kissing on lips? Because she seems pretty like vivacious and lovely. But I go, oh, they definitely hooked up. And that's how they met. How do they meet her? We don't know nothing about this woman. We know nothing about her. <laughs> They're so close, though. It's like they uncomfortably are. close. Because he's got it, good chemistry. Oh, he's got good chemistry with no, all. No, they have great chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For no reason. They, they've got better chemistry than her and Felix. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But but you know what I thought was even stranger than that though, because they say something where it is like. It's customary for like kissing the bride or whatever, and then actually yes. does that. But then Ed Killifer shows up later and says yeah. the same thing. He was looking for the bride to kiss. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Is they are they like are they swingers or something? I'm like, what's, what's going on here? I had so many questions. I had so many questions, and I only had my two dogs around to start to talk to and ask them. You know? At the time, no, Angie was like gone somewhere in her book club. I'm like. Does anyone know? What <laughs> <laughs> the hell's going on here? We're so weird. As, as I said, you know what I thought? And goes, I got this. Anyway, I, so here's what's going on. Ed. <laughs> I got you. I did. This is. I watched this movie first, and I realized this wasn't the first Timothy Dalton movie. I thought he actually had like maybe uh, two other movies when I had first watched this, and I was like, I know who Felix is, and like the James Bond series. Like I was well versed, and um, and then like. They introduce him and his like fiance and getting married. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, I'm jumping into the, this like movie series late. So I bet we just like I didn't see when they met, like when him and his fiance met. And that must have happened in the last movie is like a bit of a joke or something. And and like I'm just like not I'm just I don't get it. I don't get like I'm not on I didn't watch the other movies. And no, that's not the case at all. Like this is just its own. I still love it. I don't care. I still love it. Oh, I, I love it. I don't think it hurts oh. anything, but I was just thinking yeah. about it too. Like, so these are consecutive films. Yeah. Felix Leiter has is engaged and is about to get married, and there's this whole connection with Bond and, and Sharky and everything. And just in the last film though, Felix Leiter was pimping it out though. He when was. we saw him with his like when he was like Charlie's Angels over there <laughs> with, with like the, the two other random girls that were there who kind of show up and help him out and they're just there with him. What is going on with Felix Leiter? <laughs> Look, it's it's the 60s. No, it's the 80s at this point. It's a complicated time. It's very complicated. Uh, you know, th- things are happening that we as, you know, Gen Xers really can't understand. <laughs> I guess. I mean, listen. I mean, I don't know. I got, I got nothing for you, man. <laughs> uh, when did this relationship happen? How much time is there between these movies? What the hell is going on? But you but... buy it, but we all buy oh, it. Oh, I buy, buy it. it. No problem. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, mean, how, sure. that's how good this movie is. Exactly. It moves fast. It moves so it, fast. It, it actually does move fast. So I, I do. I do. I have a ritual every time I watch one of these James Bond movies, and it's like, oh, because I think I've made it clear by now. I've gotten to the point where I'm so old that like. I don't want to sit and watch a three-hour movie in a clip. Like, it's got to be really good. Batman was different. Batman, I didn't feel the three hours we were Mm -hmm. sitting there, right? But, like, so I sat down, and I put this movie on yesterday, and I hit display, and I go, two hours and ten minutes? Jesus Christ, how long is this movie? I can't be here for two hours and ten minutes. And then, like, I don't know, I had, like, 20 minutes left, and I'm going, oh, wow, that was quick. I know. know. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't really ever slow down. No, no it, it, it's again, this is an excellent Bond movie. Um, yeah, so all right, so like anything else you guys want to add to the uh, the cold open before I, I, I read my um, 
my fever dream notes. No, go for it. I, I think we, yeah. right. uh, we covered it. So we get the lens of a camera, which is weird because that comes in with the Q branch. I don't even know how that <laughs> outside of that, I don't get it. Um, there are silhouettes of women dancing in different colors. Mm-hmm. There are running silhouettes of women being shot in the back. Mm-hmm. Well, what happens? Yeah, well, yeah, it does happen. Uh, lots of lots of multicolored silhouettes of women doing things. Oh, and I, I actually do think the one thing was cool where they had the hands come in, the silhouette of the hands over the woman, and then it turns into the woman turns into the silhouette, and the hands turn to the roulette table. And then that, like, I thought that was cool. So there's some yeah. cool visuals here, but it's just, again, trippy as hell. I have oh, yeah. a question. I have a really, like, dumb question. Are all, th- I don't remember seeing this in all the other openings. Are they, like, fully nude? I see nipples and the silhouettes, like, but not quite silhouettes because they're real women. Oh. I, I remember my TV was, like, super, like, high def. And, like, back mm-hmm. in the day, that wasn't a thing. But I, like, wrote down, I go, like, nudity. And then I was like, what is this rated? It's not rated R. It's all rated PG-13. And I still think a lot of this movie should be rated R. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is an oh, 80s. Yeah. All. This is an 80s PG, PG-13. which is like... Yes. Oh, this is PG-13? It's PG-13. But so, Well, gosh. So that's bright. Is that a step up for a Bond movie? It. it... Yeah, I think most but of them are PG. The children. Yeah, I think most of them are PG. Yeah. Until we get into like the newer ones. Yeah, until we get to Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. Okay, so maybe this was bold. Huh, never mind. Yeah. All right, yeah, so that, that's the credits. And then um, I – so before we get into the villain, I want to talk a little bit more because this just picks up. Like, there is no time between the opening uh, and then the movie. Like, it picks up, and you're st- we're still at Felix's wedding. Bond is, like, making a toast. Uh, he, he's He's got to find Felix to cut the cake. Uh, he's – I, I know he's doing all the he's doing all these best man things, and I have a note. I love seeing this side of Bond, like I know. wedding guest, best man Bond. Yeah, yeah. yeah. good friend. Right. Even if he is probably sleeping with his, you know, yeah. he's making out with the, with the with the bride. I don't know what, what that's about. <laughs> I mean, I know they don't actually make out, but I mean, it's probably not full like full on kissing on lips, platonic yeah. friends kissing on lips, you know. Yeah, but I but I don't know. I don't kiss any of my friends platonically on the lips. No I mean, one at my wedding had. kissed me full on the lips, and like yeah. as we were cuddling. No, it's... I probably would have been in jail or something. <laughs> probably, probably, not, not, probably not a good idea. But women like to throw themselves at Bond, even if they are just married. I mean, that's fair. Married. Bond was not at yeah. either one of our any of our weddings. I so know. We don't, we don't, we don't know, know what would have happened. Oh yeah, exactly. no, and he wanted to come to mine, but I was like, "You're not sneaking my girl, <laughs> no, Bond. No, no. Get out of here. Yeah, calm down there, buddy. <laughs> Protect Regina at all costs. That's exactly. He'll get his hands on her. You know he will. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. He's got a license to they kill. It's the third time I've made an excuse to just sing that song. Dude, you sung I... it on a on Granny's Peach Titty and they were recording the damn show. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> it's a very singable song. It, it is. is <laughs> and, and then also, there's the important part after after we see like all of the the canoodling of Bond and Felix's his wife. So there are two important things we know here. They give him a lighter. Yes. Which I thought was cool, right? And that comes back. Lighter. Uh, and they they have that moment where 
Uh, lighter goes, he was married once. A long time ago. Yes. Yeah. Majesty's Secret Service reference. I, I call yep. that pretty quick. And I, and I love, I, when I first watched this movie, and I was like a Bond fan, like the old 60s Bond, I was like all those marathons, and I was like, I'm giving this movie a go, let's watch it. And they mentioned that, and I go, oh, okay, yeah. keeping canon, and like, and I was like, how do people not like this movie? I, I always appreciate when they mention his wife. It, only, it doesn't happen often, but I always appreciate it. I only wish they would have done one thing, and this is just me, like, you know, 20, 30 years after this movie is written. I wish they would have said, instead of it was a long time ago, it was like two lifetimes ago. Oh. Right? Clever. Yeah. 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 Mm. But you know, hey, uh, it's it's rich. It, it's perspective. Um, <laughs> but uh, all right, so let's get into the villain, Sanchez. Who do you guys know who this actor is? Did you recognize this actor? Oh, That's absolutely, from... I did. Goonies. Yes, he is the yeah. <laughs> Robert right? Davi, and he's also an FBI agent in Die Hard. Yes. <laughs> yes. Who who also let's just not there's a DEA agent, Grand L. Bush. Okay, who plays a D agent called Hawkins in this movie? Who is all his partner in Die Hard? <laughs> so and and this came out in what, right. 89, right? Yeah. This yeah. came out in yep. 89. Die Hard was 87, 88. Do you, oh. Do you yeah, think like one of those guys got the job and went, I don't I don't work unless my friend from Die Hard works? Oh, oh absolutely. I, I, yeah, no, there's no question about it. There's no question about it. There's also another weird connection in this movie. It's a Mortal Kombat. Oh well, yes. Well, spill it. Let's go. Let's let's talk about Dude, it. Dude, Shang Tsung sends ninjas after Bond, <laughs> and I done? forgot. I forgot because I saw his name in the credits, and I go Shang. Oh, because I knew Princess Katana was in it. Princess yes. Katana is Lu- Lupe. Lupe. Yep. Crazy. Like th- there are just so many like people in this movie, and then and by the way, we haven't even mentioned the most famous person in this movie. Who is at this point is not Timothy Dalton, it's Benicio del Toro. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Wayne Newton because Wayne Newton's Wayne, Newton, Wayne, Newton. Wayne Newton is also <laughs> in this fucking movie. <laughs> You're right, I almost forgot Wayne Newton was in this movie. <laughs> oh, I would never forget that. My cousin pointed it out to me. I remember when he took me to see the movie, he walked out, he's like, Wayne fucking Newton was in this thing. Wayne Newton had this weird thing in the 80s and 90s where he loved to play villains. He was this guy, yeah. he was the villain in. Uh, Ford Fairlane, the Andrew Dice Clay yes, movie. Yes, thank you. And he was the villain it's in awesome. uh, the Naked Gun two and a That's half. Right. <laughs> uh-huh. He was an actor for a bit. That's funny. Yeah, and I, I love that he's a villain in this. I kind of wish he had more to do. To a yeah. villain. He's he's not the villain. He's he's an ancillary villain. <laughs> He's up to some weird shit, by the way, with his whole like, uh, yeah, he's got some like weird simple thing going, cult going on, and then he just immediately tries to go after uh, one of the Bond girls, like, as soon as she shows up. It's, yeah, and and the whole thing is he's backed by, because let me, uh, let's let's spoil the plot. The plot is to sell lots of drugs and make lots of money. Yeah. That's Sanchez's plot, right? Is a, yeah, so he it's Bond yeah. taking on the Colombian drug cartel. That's it, drug cartel. Yeah, so 80s. because they fucked this boy up, that's pretty <laughs> right. much it. That's pretty much it. But with so a shark. like with the shark, with which the shark. I want to when I would I want to talk about it when we get to Felix Leiter, but that's actually from a book. I was texting you guys. About really? That. Yeah, that's from uh, Live and Live oh and Let God. Die. That whole section was where it? like he, yeah, where he's chomped by the shark yeah. and then 
deposited back in his room oh, yeah. uh, and with a, with a note, and that leads Bond to the marina. That all happens in the novel of Live and Let Die. Nice. Why didn't they put it in Live and Let Die? Uh, probably because is- they wanted to continue bringing Felix Leiter back. Okay. And Felix does come back in the books, but he's not CIA. He's like uh, like a, a mercenary. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Um, huh. But yeah, so uh, we got Sanchez, who is literally just trying to sell drugs. He uh, His whole thing is he tells Felix Leiter, uh, you're, I'm not going to prison. You're not going to get me. Go fuck yourself. And they pretty much put him in an interrogation room. And Everett McGill, from famous from Twin Peaks and from The People Under the Stairs, yes. <laughs> uh, which, I, Ginny, I knew you would know him from that. And same as you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he played... I forgot he was in this movie too, and he plays an FBI agent who's like, "Well, we're gonna drag your ass to Quantico. You're gonna be this and that." And Sanchez just goes, two million dollars to anyone who gets me out of here," which is badass. Yeah, it is. It's it super a great, cool. Great villain moment. Uh, and then, you know, hashtag spoilers. Everett McGill is like, "No, we're gonna kick your ass," except he's the one who gets him out and like kills a bunch of his own guys to and do so. I forgot about that. There's so many like. Double crosses, people, people going. No, I'm undercover. I'm undercover. Yeah. <laughs> we're initially a villain. I'm like, I can't keep track. Oh, I love it. Uh, and then so Sanchez gets pretty much gets Felix Leiter on his like right after. So it's right after the wedding, and Felix and Bond and and the and Mrs. Leiter are talking, and Bond's like, "All right, I'm going back home." And the lighters go inside. Bond goes to the to the airport and. Bang! They descend upon these two, and, and like take Felix, kill his wife, dump him in the shark tank. Uh, Ed, what did what did you think about this? Can we? I wanted to highlight how Bond finds out about this. Yeah, please do. Oh. He's going to go on the plane, and then just happens to ask the person who's gonna is checking him in. Oh, what's going on? Because he sees a bunch of commotion with the local police, and mentions, "Oh yeah, some." So notorious drug dealer like escaped or whatever, and he immediately just like ditches everything and runs offline, which is fine. I'm good with that, but it's just like, man, it's very important that this random person knew exactly what was going on yeah. at this entire time because if she would have said anything but drug dealer, Bond gets on their plane and goes home. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> You're very could have right. been, hey, a local serial killer. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it could have been, oh, it's a terrorist. <laughs> Oh, the, the, the opera Let the of that shit. Yeah. <laughs> but no. Just Good point. Great point. Yeah. So, what? again, I don't care. It's just, I, I just thought it was hilarious how he kind of found out about it. But uh, yeah. Him, and him running and getting to the marina, I thought there was an interesting thing there. Jason, I'm going to have to bring up some bad memories for you, though. Uh, yeah, no, I. you know what, though? I, I know what you're going to say, and I have, I have a note about this. Yes. But go ahead. Please. Oh, you, the fact that he knocked this. somebody in an electric eel tank? Yes. <laughs> and and somehow he doesn't come back as Electro. Is this What's the Electro on? origin in the Bond <laughs> universe? What are we even doing? Look, this is this is movie logic 101. You knock someone into a tank of electric eels, you get a supervillain with electric powers. Yeah, like the- you could have brought him back in like <laughs> Goldeneye or the world is not enough as Bond facing Electro. Electro. Yes. <laughs> You introduce uh, Chekhov's uh, Chekhov's electric eel tank. You introduce uh, electric eel tank in Act One. You must use it and 
You must if you if you introduce an electric eel tank in Act One, you must have produced Electro by Act Two. Sure. <laughs> that would I would have rather seen Electro show up in the world is not enough. The fucking villain we got. <laughs> That would have been great. It would have been like a flashback to like when you made me and all this other stuff. <laughs> That's it. It, becomes, it just becomes Batman 89. <laughs> or you could say Bond forgot his birthday or whatever you want to do. I mean, who cares? <laughs> he comes back 10 years later to get revenge. Oh god! I, now I, I want this. I want this uncanon movie, That's... man. I want this non-canon Bond movie where Electra is the villain. <laughs> <But do you So>. No, probably not. But I, <laughs> but no, I do only so we have to cover it, and then you and I would have to arm wrestle for superiority where it gets covered here uh, or Granny's. And true. I'll tell you something, brother, you'll probably win because I got a weak arm. Uh, but um, so then, so Bond, you know, so you know, he doesn't create Electro by killing this guy. Finds Everett McGill, and. Straight up murders him. Jenny, uh, you want to talk about no, that? No, I just I know I remember this movie going. I'm, this is the dark Bond. This is the intense Bond. This is the one that was like maybe people controversial because people thought too dark, not fun enough, etc. But it is mm-hmm. fun. It, you know, it is super fun. But I forgot. I go, oh yeah, get, get Everett McGill. He did like he was. He did. He did. Uh, Felix Dirty, and then. Um, also like the violence and straight up straight up it's like the it's not even the i don't I, i'm not gonna kill you but i don't have to save you it's like a i'm gonna <laughs> i don't know i don't have to save you and i'm gonna kill you right right <laughs> i don't have to save you and i can also put you in a situation that makes it even worse for you that will kill you without directly killing you yeah <laughs> yeah because he's hanging there everybody goes hanging there like over the shark tank and he's trying to keep his foot on the ground he's like look at which and by the way stupid on Everett mcgill two million dollars i'll split it with you if I were bond, if I were corrupt bond, I'd be like, or I shoot you in the head and take it. I just take, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> you have no bond. leverage, my friend. No, none. You, all you, you you could do is say, please take that two million, and if you spare me, I'll wire you some more of my own money. You know. <laughs> yeah, or I'll launder it for you, or something, S- something. or anything. Uh, but I agree with Sharky, to... though. I Sharky is one hundred percent correct in this one. He's pissed off that it was a waste of money and Bob yep. gives him a look almost like I thought he was gonna smack him or something yeah, like that. yeah. it was I more that. that it was more that Timothy Dalton Bond has no time for anyone shit again it's just yeah. like dude I don't have time for your jokes about millions of dollars get out of here well, yeah that's what it is because like Sharky because he, he he throws the money into it like his arm arms and he falls and Sharky makes the Bond joke he's yeah. like what a waste and you're right Timothy Dalton's like the fuck did you just say yeah but, but he bond is also like dead stare not murderous since i don't since Dan, I, i've never seen a murderous stare since daniel craig he's very angry and i love it timothy Dalton's so angry yeah no this is this is definitely an angry bond well but that's when i really like i think that's why this movie works so well for me for timothy dalton playing it because he plays that bond that we want like the dark no time for anyone's bullshit. Like I need to get to it, and an angry Bond and his best friend was fed to a shark. You know, not killed, like not we all killed, thought. Fed to a shark, deeply injured, killed the wife that he may or may not have been hooking up with. He's very angry. He's got a lot of things to be upset it's all about. All valid. It's all so <laughs> valid. And this is again another reason why I think he's hooking up with the wife because 
I again, I thought this was they killed Felix Leiter. I got to get them because again, like Felix doesn't appear again in the the the, the Brosnan series, so it's all Jimbo, you know that guy, Joe Don Baker. Uh, but I so I thought Felix was dead, but. <laughs> No, what pisses Bond off is the fact that Felix's wife is murdered. I think he's not trying to get revenge for Felix. He's trying to get revenge for his wife. But do you remember how Bond's wife died? It's not dissimilar. And was that on purpose in a weird way? No, I, I think it was. I think that's I think what the what the writers want us to think is Bond is triggered by this. Yes. It reminds him of how he lost his wife. And that's why he's going on this insane tunnel vision quest. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I, 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 like, I didn't think about that till this plot. And I was like, is that like the trick, like his uh, PTSD kicking in kind of? Like her in a wedding dress, like dead. And he finds her like just spray, like lovely sprayed right. out on a bed. I don't. Yeah. And when we get to it, we'll see. She actually, his wife is murdered on his wedding, their wedding day in a wedding dress shot to death. And I, so I think they were trying to mirror, like, you know, definitely the circumstance. I think that's, and, 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 and it's weird that I didn't remember that because again, I always thought that no, it's his friend of his, the death of his friend who pushes him over. But uh, I think they were trying to go a bit more psychological in the sense that like, you know, he, he's sort of reliving his wife's death and this is him trying to rectify that. Although he keeps saying it's for Felix. It, it could be a little bold. I mean, he, he's obviously highly motivated because he even tells M to go fuck off also. And <laughs> he does. And and by the way, this is my one of my favorite scenes in the movie. This cements Timothy. I like if Timothy Dalton did more than two movies, he'd be much higher on my bond list because I do love what I get, but it, yeah. there's just not a lot of it. But this this James Bond is a Hemingway fan, guys. Oh, <laughs> This James Bond makes a Hemingway pun at the Hemingway house while escaping from M because they're in the Hemingway house. They take his, which, and by the way, this is great because Bond is like, I'm going after the guy who killed, who tried to kill Felix. And M is like, no, you're not. And Bond is like, all right, I resign. And M goes, you can't resign. I revoke your license to kill. (laughs) It's like, you can't resign. I fire you. Yeah, Yeah, and he also tells him that, like, dude, Bond, this ain't no country club. You're not just yeah. I love that line. Yeah, that's not how this shit works, man. Yeah, (laughs) but it's it's a yeah, it's a great line. And of course, like Bond, uh, you know, fights his way out and escapes. But he does he does that in the Hemingway house, and his quip is, "I guess it's a farewell to R." Right. Right. Yes. Yes. Bond is a lit nerd. I love it. He's smart. This is the smart. He's very smart, this Bond. He likes to show yeah. off his intelligence. Yeah, he does. And I love it. Uh, and then we get... All right, so then Bond, like, goes pretty much on his vengeance quest. Uh, he gets to the boat that has Sanchez's girlfriend, who we've we've seen him do some weird S&M play with her, where he, like, beats her with a whip or a... a a, a switch yeah um no yeah he early in the movie sanchez uh catches her with somebody else yeah and cheating. literally takes a whip and is like punish her yeah. i think it was like weird snm anyway he literally was just like i'm punishing you for i mean i just would assume some sort of drug lord just would have killed her yeah <laughs> I, I, I didn't think there'd be this whole whip thing going on i think it's more of an snm thing on his end not hers okay. like, i think he's okay. getting off on it okay Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was kind of like uh, I'm surprised this guy is alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, but so like so so Bond gets on that that ship. He woos the girl who uh, what's her name? Lamora. Lupe. 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 Okay. Lupe. Yeah. I had, I, uh, Lupe Lamora. That's it. Lupe Lamora. Thank you. Uh, I just had the last name down. Um, and like so, him he gets on the boat and he's doing some recon and uh, he they he was in this like underwater like. It's not a submarine, but it was like a shark diver thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Sharky was helping him. He gets on. And guys, they kill Sharky. I, you don't catch it. I almost miss it when they yeah. like, I don't, they kind of like, what do they make fun of his? I also, they make there a was pun, a, yeah, saying like, oh, yeah. his name was Sharky. Ha ha ha. But also, they, had, they was body hanging with sharks they've hunted. Yeah. It's clever, guys. Yeah. Sorry, Ginny. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Because I also Sharky had a great line where um, there were the the, the um, detective sees uh, Felix and was like, "Yeah, chainsaw probably got his legs." You know, that happens a lot, surprisingly, in like you know Florida. And then Sharky's like, "I've seen shark bites." <laughs> He's like, "And I know that was a shark bite." <laughs> I want this guy's backstory. Like, was he a shark wrangler for the military or something? <laughs> Maybe for the CIA with Felix Leiter. Maybe, maybe he was their shark guy, the CIA shark guy. Everyone needs a shark guy. I think uh, we need a shark. <laughs> I call my shark guy in. We do yeah. need a shark. Who could be? Who could be double O deep dive shark guy? If, or girl? If, if, or gal? If you're a whatever. shark person that's watching the show, reach out and comment and let us know, and yeah. you can be our shark sure. person. Yeah. Shark well, every time we talk about sharks, we'll get John here. And look, we're talking about James Bond, so we got about three more movies at least that has sharks in it. It's true. <laughs> yeah. It's true. So um, yeah, so they kill Sharky and they're making these jokes, ha ha ha. And I, what I really like this because again, this this shows the personal level is so Bond is there and Bond is like a done a, the good spy thing and he's spying around and Lupe's not going to rat him out and he he sees that and he just gets off the boat and he grabs a harpoon. He's like, hey asshole! Like he doesn't say that, but he gets the guy's attention and he harpoons him. Like. He gets pissed that Sharky's yeah. dead and then realizes that, oh, I, I have nowhere to go and dives into the ocean. Yeah. Um, so I kind of love that. Well, him and Sharky have a very close relationship, yes. as, as right. we learned in the first 15 minutes of this movie. <laughs> 20 minutes, maybe? It's only, This is the one-two punch. It's like, oh, it's the three punch, right? It's like, oh, Felix is almost dead. Oh, my, my his wife who I was sleeping with is dead. Oh, not Sharky, you know? Now you've really done it with Sharky. Bond's whole social circle is taken out in this movie. It's true. I mean, yeah, many Penny's too far away. Yeah, yeah many Penny's this a work is... thing anyway. <laughs> who knows? Like, yeah, that's I, I... true. Um, and then there's like the most Bond like action scene I've ever seen. I freaking love this action scene where so Bond's underwater and he's fighting a bunch yes. of guys in scuba gear and he takes one of their harpoons, shoots the harpoon to attach to a boat, which is like one of those like river scooters or whatever, gets up and then water skis behind yeah. until he get on it. And they're trying to knock him off as they take off. And he gets up and gets them both out and takes over the... Like, <laughs> guys, this is... Tell me why this is your favorite action set piece of the movie. Because it has to be. This is amazing. It's very close with the end with the with the tanker truck that he goes ahead and does like a, a okay. really to dodge a missile. Yeah, that's, that's, in, that's insane. 
<laughs> That's good. Too. Not that this is not insane. <laughs> this is perfect. This all makes sense. This is all fairly grounded. I would say. I would argue. Why not? <laughs> like I thought, I was like, this. Nope. This all is, totally checks out. This is totally logical to me. Look, I, I wasn't questioning the logic. I was there. All right, you're underwater. Yeah. You, you have the, 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 the harpoon gun. Well, then you turn that harpoon gun into water skiing. I get it. Yeah, and, and I love how, like, the guy who sees it works for Sanchez Crest. Sees yeah. this whole thing. And he's asked about it later on in the movie. Like, Sanchez yeah. likes, so he got away water skiing. After he <laughs> yes. turned away my cocaine. And he's, he's co-signing. Like, yes, I did. I saw this. It happened, dude. What do you want me to tell you? Because yeah. like even Sanchez is like, this is a bullshit story. You're robbing me. I know this. Because Bond like flips it around and tells him that like Crest is the one who's like, you know, who's stabbing him in the back. Even like Bond can't believe he did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even Bond is standing there going, that sounds ridiculous. No one could water yeah. that. Who does that shit? Then <laughs> he's like, no, this guy does. Uh but yeah, so I love that scene, and then that leads us to that leads us to our second Bond girl. So Lupe is, I guess, our first Bond girl, right? Let's get yeah. into the, the 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 Bond girls. Let's let's before we get to Bouvier, let's talk about Lupe. What do you guys think about Lupe Lamora uh, as a Bond girl or just a character in this movie? I I I love Princess Katana from Mortal Kombat, as <laughs> she is. I'll call her for like the rest of this podcast. Uh-huh. Um, you know. Crying, you go ahead. <laughs> um, no, I mean, yeah, no, she she's pretty. I think it's interesting. She's obviously extremely important to the movie because she helps Bond out throughout it. Mm-hmm. Um, she also like literally says she falls in love with him, like yes. pretty quickly. Now, I, and not it, well. No, no, not well either. Like, yeah, she and like she continues to pursue him after everything is like over, and then he's just like, nah. You know, we'll get to the end then later. But he just kind of like hands her off and was like, "No, nah, it's okay. We're we're good." Um, no, I, I like Talisa Soto though. Like she's great in Mortal Kombat and everything. She was in a bunch of stuff at, at, yeah. at this like late eighties, early nineties. So. Yeah, she was like everywhere. But no, she she's she's a good Bond girl. And Bouvier takes it to like a whole nother level where you get another Bond girl who's like, you know, fighting and you yes, know right. more action. Wise, which I, I enjoyed. I thought that was cool. I actually forgot how much she had to, to do yeah. with it. Yeah, I got before I give it back to you, Jenny. I got shades of these two Bond girls. Uh, like this kind of seems like the prototype Bond girls for uh, Tomorrow Never Dies, right? Yeah. You've got like the uh, the the one on the inside who doesn't want to be on the inside, and then the ass kicker that's fighting on your side. So yeah. I kind of got those vibes. Totally, that's fine. But Jenny, go ahead, go for it. No, yeah, she's because she's a. I like her because she's a a bad, uh, good Bond girl. Like she's on the she's the hench woman sort of, or she's just like the uh, the gangster mall. But she's you know she's really good, and she's you know she's got a bad life. She says so. She's like I can't go back home. I you know she used to work at a casino, and she's clearly attached herself to toxic men. And Bond is a good guy, so of course he looks like Timothy Dalton. Of course he would like. <laughs> jump on him <laughs> so she's she's gorgeous and her outfits are amazing but i will say her line delivery her the pro i i love when actors can't the line delivery is never sometimes not there but the face um the face the face is so like 
it's maybe ADR dub is not great, but I was like, some of her line delivery when she's like, I love him. And I was like, what? <laughs> I, I was kind of shocked by that. I didn't, I didn't remember that shocked, at all. She was yeah. like, oh, wow. Oh, okay. All right. She's she damaged. She's a damaged girl. She's going to yeah. just fall in love at the drop of a hat, you know? I, I have to admit that that's my, that's my one ding against both of these Bond girls is they both fall like head over heels, heart in hand and love yeah. for James Bond after spending like, I don't know, 20 minutes with the guy. Like they don't spend a lot of time with him. I, mean, I guess movie spends more time with him. Sure. In all fairness, he is Timothy Dalton, everybody. <laughs> yeah. But like, I, you know, you could be in lust and not in love. Yeah. I mean, that's true. That's very you true. know, Maybe. you could just be like, I want to get it on with Timothy Dalton. <laughs> and then we'll see where it goes from there. I mean, <laughs> but I guess it was the eighties. It was a different time. <laughs> Well, Lupe, like, but let's follow what Ginny was saying, though. It's true, though. She was in a really bad situation. Agreed, and Bond agreed. was almost like, you know, this, like, knight in shining armor who's coming to, like, he can see, she can see him saving her and taking her, getting her out of there to, like, a, like a life, you know, because she doesn't know about, you know, Miss Bouvier over there. Um, but, yeah, Bouvier, I can, I don't know, he kind of tell Bond is, like, weird with her. He kind of tells her to, like... Almost get lost a couple of times, and she's like, "No, nah, I'm gonna stick and hang around and stuff like that." I have, so. Bond also doesn't have time for women, though. I think we established, and I don't think Again, it's not yes, no time for anything. There's no time yeah. for shit. There's even if he likes them, even if he kind of is like, "You're cute," or like, "All right, you're hot." I'm gonna like keep. They they will kiss him. He like never kisses women. <laughs> no. They will like grab his face, kiss them, and he will go kind of like what, and then go okay, like. I guess I'm a human being who has physical needs. Uh, yes. Okay, we can take care of this. It is. I don't well, know. Bouvier and Bouvier and him have that whole thing that happens. It's referenced at the end of the movie and in, in the boat right after the bar fight. Yes. The whole thing, like you know, would you like? She goes to like they have to ask and yes. like that. So they have that running thing. Is back that a and commentary forth, so. on Bond? I love that. Why don't you kiss and then like why don't you wait till you're asked? He says yeah. it to her and then she's like, why don't you ask me? I love it. I love yeah. it. I, I dug that. I thought that was actually pretty good. I did too. Yeah, I actually do like Bouvier a lot. I think uh, her character is a lot of fun. I again, I love, I love Bond girls who can kick some ass. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and and she does. I mean, we get her in the bar fight, which Ed, you pointed out uh, over our chat. Like, there's a bar fight with the with the girl, like the go-go girl, still dancing. <laughs> but I want to point out though, like yeah. the go-go girl looks horrified. It looks like she's just like. Like, I don't know what to do. I'm just going to keep dancing. Like, it would actually be better for me if she was just oblivious and dancing and happy. Right. But it, it really looks like, oh, my God, I don't know what to do. It was terrifying. But that's my point. She's so dedicated to her job that she continues to dance while people are getting thrown through, like, tables and stuff. And, like, there's people getting stabbed and shot and God knows what. There's a man on fire. Who knows, like, what was going on. And, like, she just continues to go. And I'm like, get the hell out of there. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> yeah, that, was, that bar fight was nuts. Everything that happens in that bar fight is it. nuts. And For then sure. I, so I love, by the way, James Bond it, d does not back uh, Bouvier up at all because he's like, because she's got a shotgun, he's got his pistol. They blow a hole in the in the wall, hand wave, and 
he's just like, all right, I'm at, I'm outie. You following? I got this boat. You following? <laughs> and she's got the the shotgun, and she's like, all right, guys, don't follow me, don't shoot me. And the second she turns her back, Benicio del Toro fires, yeah. Yeah. and she like gets shot in the back and shot. falls. Why wouldn't you? And then it's like, well, good thing I had this, uh, you know, uh, Kevlar corset That's, on. I know. <laughs> Which Bond is right, though, by the way, what he says to her is like, listen, a couple of inches higher, that could have been your head. Which is always the case for everyone yeah. who's wearing yeah. a bulletproof vest in a movie. Like, listen, you're pretty lucky to get shot in the face, all right? So, yeah. like, <laughs> right. calm down. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I have, um, I, I forget who says it. I think it's a, I've, I've, I have a friend who's always saying, like, it's a good thing Batman never gets shot in the chin. <laughs> yeah. I guess. <laughs> I mean, but it's but it's one of those things. Yeah, it's like you know, a couple inches higher. You know. Um. So let's see. I, I want to talk about. Uh, so Sanchez has a lizard, which he adorns with a diamond necklace. Guys. Oh gosh. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Not 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 enough lizard, right? In the movie, I, I think is the argument. I, want, I wanted more lizard. I wanted. Sanchez to be like Blofeld with the cat, but with that yeah. lizard with the diamond oh, yeah. necklace. Yeah, right. I mean, you put the diamond necklace on a pet that motherfucker. Although, although he does go like Lupe's, like, all right, I'm gonna go like do deal some cards, and he goes, okay, give me a kiss, and they a kiss, and then he goes, you want one too to the iguana? Yeah, <laughs> he kisses the iguana. He loves like, that iguana. <laughs> Did he improv that line? Because it is like so, like, okay, kiss, and then you want one too okay <laughs> i would i'd love to think that he improvised that line yeah i i, I gotta believe that happens um, and, and guys i gotta admit like for as boring quote unquote as his plan is because it's a boring plan it's you know I'm, I'm selling merchandise I'm, I'm drug cartel i'm not trying to take over the world there are no space lizards with with sharks with lasers on their heads none of that freaking lasers right? freaking lasers <laughs> Um, but Sanchez is actually, I think, one of our best villains, in my opinion, so far. Like, I, I just like his, I just like his character. Like, he, I like that actor. I like his weird quirks with the lizard and just his his speeches and his discussions with. Like, I just, I just like this. He's smooth too. He's like, yeah. I don't know, cool, super cool. He is. he is. And how about how much of a creative murderer he is? Yes. Dude, he, the things he does to people to kill them, or in Felix's case, attempt to kill them, are completely insane. And he, like, he looks like he put a lot of thought into this. And I, I think for for this story and for Timothy Dalton's Bond, I actually like the fact though that his 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 plan is boring and he's not trying to take over world domination. He's just a drug, you know, a mm-hmm. head of a drug cartel. He wants yeah. nothing. He really didn't want anything to do with Bond. Bond wasn't sent after him to stop this global domination thing. This is an extremely personal you know, mission that Bond has created himself. So why not have a villain who is just the head of a drug cartel, you know, who's just kind of like there? And that's when I agree with you, though. I think he is one of the best Bond villains we've covered so far. Yeah, because he's just so memorable. Because even yeah. though his plot isn't, as you said... And it's not supposed to be. You're right. Like no. this is this is Bond outside of his pay grade. He's not like no one's paying him to do this. The MI6 doesn't give a crap, you know. No, and uh, that's what I think it's like a smaller scope, and that's kind of why I think I really dig this movie and always have because I dig the smaller scope from all the world domination stuff. 
and James Bond movies that we get and all these like fantastical plans, none of that really exists in this movie. Yeah, no, I agree. And I, and I, I appreciate it as well. Again, mm -hmm. it's a more grounded bond. Yeah. Despite some things. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Which is fine. Know, it's a Bond movie. You still have to have them. It's a more grounded Bond. Yeah, yeah, no, for now, sure. Considering what we've... We haven't actually seen together what they've what has led up to this. But, like, guys, this is way more grounded than anything in the Roger Moore era, good or bad. Oh, absolutely. And imagine coming off of that Roger Moore era and into this with... Right. with I, I don't know, just like an intense Bond who doesn't do quips. That must have been shocking for everybody. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and you're right, though, because I was like, I kind of was like, so after we watch some of these movies, I'm curious after I, I see it, and I'll check, I'll jump on Rotten Tomatoes just to check out yeah. some of the, and some, there are some mostly old reviews that somebody just took and like posted on it. And you're, you're right. Back then, at the time, in 1989, people were turned off to this. Like, they didn't love this bond as, as much and they were just like oh well you know bond's supposed to be doing all this other crap and meanwhile now because i forgot who had, who had said it in a previous episode one of you guys had mentioned it that if we don't get timothy dalton we probably don't get daniel craig right. yeah right i think that was jenny actually but yeah yeah right i jenny actually do think he's it was, the precursor, yeah. yeah he's the precursor but this was their first shot at him and little did we know they had something right they were way ahead of their this bond was way ahead of his time yeah in, yeah in a, in a lot of ways for sure, and I don't like looking looking at it through the lens of the 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 Craig movies. You know, like it's not it's not a dark Bond movie considering like what we get, like or, or grounded. Like, you know, there's no craziness in Craig outside of like the parkour stuff. I would say, mm -hmm. uh, like, but in this movie, we get a guy's head blown up. Like, there's some craziness in this movie. Yeah. Like Cronenbergian like head blown yes. up like it was like, that guy Crest Crest <laughs> like and so Ed yeah talking about what you said about like how Sanchez goes through weird ways to kill people he Bond frames Crest for stealing the money yeah. and instead of just shooting Crest in the head he throws him in this chamber and 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 pressurizes it and then shatters the glass depressurize it quick enough to blow his head up mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's crazy guys it, looks good. <laughs> it, looks, it actually did look really good i thought do you remember that in theaters yeah. i do <laughs> i do i actually do remember seeing that happen i was just like is this I, don't the... many, I, I don't know how many heads i've seen no i've already saw robocop at that point so i, I was it's very robocop <laughs> this is yeah I was, I was just trying to think as a child where was i at and inappropriate films i mean <laughs> i already saw nightmare Elm, a couple of nightmare on elm streets at this point i already saw robocop and predator and you know yeah so predator. yeah so i just want to touch on a couple more things then we get to the q branch i'm specifically saving q branch for last because this is a very special episode of james bond where it come when it comes to q uh -huh. um but so uh, so the end of this movie like sanchez like so Kwong, who is uh, Shang Tsung, yes. uh, we find out is actually a Hong Kong narco narcotics agent, and he's pissed off that 007 blown <laughs> is. He's like, I've been putting like thirty years into this. He was going to take me to the goods. What the hell did you do? What's a badass? And like, so they they send ninjas after Bond. They kick Bond's ass. They got him tied send down. Ninjas after James Bond. 
<laughs> this movie's great. All right, so remember. So now let's just check, let's go through the checklist. Uh-huh. We have ninjas, Shang Tsung send ninjas after bomb. Yes. We have a, a Felix getting fed to a shark. We have somebody getting her head exploded in a depressurizing oh. chamber over there. Uh, we have a guy named Sharky. Sharky. Uh, <laughs> so there is that. There's a parachuting down from you know hooking around a airplane yes. while catching a literally catching a dr- Colombian drug lord. Mm-hmm. You know, of a drug cartel, <laughs> and then jumping going down to your wedding. This is where we're at in the film. Sure, this is our grounded bond. This right is here. Gra- <laughs> this is the grounded bond. But this is but this is the grounded bond. But but you're right though. It still is. Yeah, it is. It still is. There's no space lasers. We're still good. No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I love that. Like so, the the Hong Kong narcotics agent and, and all of his people. Which I'm gonna call out the problematic thing here. Because as we go back in time, we're going to get problematic things. I'm not saying it ruins the movie for me, but you got to call out the problematic shit where it is. Um, Just because the guy is a Hong Kong narcotics agent means he has ninjas at his disposal. Like, I've been to Hong Kong. You know what Hong Kong is going? Because Hong Kong was, like, historically owned by England for like a hundred years, right? Mm-hmm. And I've been I've been to Hong Kong like maybe ten years ago, eight years ago, whenever it was I first met my wife's parents, uh, because I that was my stop off. It's like going to a mall in flushing, in the sense that uh er, yes, everything is in Chinese, but it's also in English. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of Asian people that also speak English and will accommodate you. So I didn't get the sense that Hong Kong was like the breeding ground for samurai. You know what I mean? Or ninjas. Not that I've never been there, but I would assume it's not. No. <laughs> uh, and then, and then, actually, I spent time in Hong Kong, and Hong Kong just reminded me a lot of New York. Yeah. Except the subway's nicer, and they drive on the other side of the street. That's Damn. pretty much the difference. Um. Yeah. But you know, but so I, th- you know, and then they have the line about like, oh, he's got dinner with the Orientals. There, there's a little bit of problematic yeah. stuff when it comes to. So I want to call that out. You know, it exists. We got to talk about it. But I don't think it ruins the movie. Uh, but then Sanchez rolls in and kills Kwong and yes. everyone there and frees James Bond and goes. And at first, I'm going like, why the hell is he freeing Bond? And I'm like, oh right, he thinks he's an ally. He thinks they're friends. Bond is actually spying in this movie. So good, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, and, and I want, yeah, Ed, please. No, I, I was it was it this point or was it later on? Because Sanchez has this ridiculous line. I think it's. Oh no no! It's when he finds out who James Bond is, like his real name and stuff like that. Sanchez tells somebody, "Oh, it's because I know things." It's like, no, dude, Bond just fucking told you who he is. <laughs> right, oh, literally no, the no, scene was... right before that. That was it. Because uh, someone's like, I forget who Benicio, uh, not Benicio, I forget who Sanchez no, is talking to. No, it's the other to. guy. It's the, I think it's the, is it, no, it's not, it's not the guy that's been repossessed. It's the, it's the other dude who is, who's always around, who tells him, like, oh yeah, you know, he's like British intelligence and right. stuff like that. Because Bond says he is former British intelligence. Yes. And and technically Bond isn't lying. He got his license to kill revoked and freaking ran. He is yes, not he doesn't work for them right now. No, there is no paycheck coming in for James Bond in, right. in, in two weeks. Um, it's not. 
but I do like I I do I love that line because or that moment because he's like, well, who are you? He's like, yeah, I'm ex uh, I'm ex MI six, I'm ex British agent. But yeah, you're right, and, and that that jives because like that's true. And then when the guy's like, you know who he is? Like, yeah, ex British agent because I know things. Like, well, fuck you, man, because Bond just told you. You're right. That was so stupid. Yeah, like stop playing it off like Mister Smarty Pants over here, Sanchez. Like Bond told you, zip it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, so let's we'll get into the death of our um, of Benicio del Toro, and then uh, the death of Sanchez, and then we'll go Q branch. Yes. All right. So uh, many deaths. So, so many deaths. A lot of deaths. So <laughs> uh, I'll cover. I'll cover Benicio's. Can one of you guys cover Sanchez's? Because I'm sick of hearing myself talk. Uh. Yeah, I'm actually spacing out for saying shit. How the hell does Sanchez die? I mean, it just gets all kind of crazy towards the end. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm still stuck in the tanker. (laughs) You know what? I I, the the reality was I had forgotten to write it down. I didn't remember. But (laughs) since since we're all in that boat, it doesn't matter how Sanchez dies. Let's talk about how Benicio dies. He's he's like ground. Oh no, actually, I do have Sanchez's death here. So Benicio del Toro is ground down because. Sanchez again with his love to of weird ways to kill people puts Bond on this conveyor belt. Yeah, and he's just like Bond. Bond is trying everything. He's like, "Well, I know about this part of your plan. Yeah, I don't care. I know about this part of your plan. No, I know about the missiles. Yeah, (laughs) and then like so, Bond then catches himself because his hands are tied, and Benicio del Toro goes to like cut the the ropes, and he does, and Bond is like, "Yeah, nope, you're you're ground." And so Benicio Toro gets ground up into nothing. And then he faces off against Sanchez. And Sanchez, he lights him on fire with Felix's lighter. Yes. That's how he goes. Yes. Um, how do we feel? Because there's the gasoline on him. Very, yeah, like, he's, yeah. very Two-Face-like. Yeah. Very Two-Face-like, yeah. Which, yeah. by the way, I think this guy would play a good Two-Face back in yes. the day. Like, oh, hell oh, yeah. 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 Sure. Right? Oh, God. Uh, so what did you... I actually liked both of these deaths. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, 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 you know, they were brutal and they were quick, and uh, I enjoyed watching Sanchez burn and Benicio be grinded. Uh, Ed, what did you think about these deaths? Um, well deserved, both of them really like nasty fuckers in this movie, man. They really were so, yeah, you kind of just felt like they really deserved some really meaningful, gruesome death. So, and plus, at the hands of the lighter. The, the, don't let that be lost on on you whatsoever. Yeah, at the, the lighter, at the, at, yes, at the lighter that Felix gave him. So Felix lighters lighter. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was it was great. I thought that was cool too, Jenny. What you think? Loved it, uh, and I also was just I hated I kind of because again he's such a good villain, but I also the, that's like very raw to be like yeah. having a, a machete just just like over Bond. It's so. Gra- not graphic but like gritty and dirty and and scary to me because it is you know he's gonna take him out <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i'm glad you brought up the machete because i forgot to the fact that this guy fights bond with a machete yeah. at the end, you're right there's like and i think the reason i forgot how he dies is because um it's just so it's not a bond villain death and that's fine but it's like this this is like this isn't your typical Bond villain. Like yeah, he's, he's coming yeah. at you with a machete and a lizard. Yeah. <laughs> and no, I mean, but 
Uh, but I guess I forgot about it because it's not your typical way a Bond villain dies. But I think it works. I love it. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. the fact that he has the machete is really raw. It's really brutal. Yeah, it fits in with everything that we've been, you know, that we've had with him in this entire movie. So why right. not like fight them? Listen, he's chasing him, he's fighting him with a machete. He takes him out with a lighter. Yeah. Yeah. A Felix lighter. A Felix lighter. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, and, and so that leaves us with just Q Branch, which I save for last because, guys, we get Q putting in field work. Lots of it, more than I remembered him being. Me uh, too. No, I didn't, because he's a sidekick. He's a straight on, like full on sidekick. Uh huh. Oh Off duty. Who's on vacation? Also on vacation. Who's on vacation? I love that he gets introduced, and of course, I watching this now, I knew it was coming because I had seen this movie before. Yeah. But like, I love that he gets introduced. Like, oh, uh, Mr. Bond, your uncle is in your room. And Bond and, and, and Bouvier get their guns, and it's like, oh, it's Q. <laughs> and Bond is like, oh, my uncle, this is my niece. And Q is like, I guess that means we're related. Cousin. Oh, cousin, that's yeah. it, yeah. Snog. <laughs> I, I just... Why? So, but... Are they friends? <laughs> he likes this Bond, well, right? They, they become they become like partners, yeah. Q and Bouvier. Like... Oh, yes. for sure, they have their own like little side adventure yeah. that they're all they're they're together with. Yes, yeah, for sure. And since you are Q Branch, you want to talk about Q's involvement here? Um, yeah, this is this really is the most Q Branch like in the field, even more than like Daniel Craig's Q yeah. than we get. Even though yeah. he did some more, but this was way more than that because think about it for a second. He, you know, Bond is like lightning. You know, a license kills revoked. He's fired. He's off on his own like mission, even though M knows what, what the hell's going on. He doesn't send Q. Q just goes to go ahead and like, I'm going to help him. After all the stuff of me giving him shit all these years, I'm going to go help this guy because I don't want him to die. <laughs> and yep. he brings him all these gadgets and stuff. So we get Aww. the thing. We get the the uh, camera that's the palm reader mm-hmm. enough for him, which we know Bond has other guns that he ends up having that one too. So that was cool to see because he's gonna do Timothy Dalton's Bond does a lot of sniping. Yeah, he's going yeah. to snipe. You know, he sets up this whole thing. He goes outside of the window. The explode the uh, the plastic explosive toothpaste. I was like, I I loved that for as a kid for some reason. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. I was like so in love with that. But I thought it was like the coolest thing. And yeah, he he does the whole thing with the cigarettes. It sets the bomb so he can explode the window to get a clear shot at Sanchez to take him out. Was like he, he's sniped in the beginning of Living Daylights, and he's doing it again, which I thought was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but there's the gadgets, and also Q has a random uh, rake that is a <laughs> communicator. I was like, where the hell were you? Do- where the hell was that thing? Oh, went on your ship over there. Yes, I didn't even think about that uh, because, <laughs> I, like, but you're 100 percent right. Why the hell did he bring this? How did it get there? But the fact that Q is just like dressed as a street uh-huh. sweeper like i love that <laughs> love like i i he's just, a spy i yes i love field work cue i really do by the way i don't know how many we're gonna get throughout the run because i don't recall there's no car in this movie no oh yeah you're right i didn't even notice that no car in this movie which makes sense given yeah, you know so what the story key. is yeah it would be so weird if he did randomly <laughs> have a car for him ready to go. Like that'd raise even more questions. But yeah. Um 
Yeah, no, there, there was that. And then um, am I leaving out any gadgets that were there? There was these uh, toothpaste, the cigarettes, the gun. There, there were two reader. gadgets aren't actually used in the mission that Q just brings up. Mm. There's yes. the explosive oh, the, alarm clock. The, the camera. Yes. Yep. Which, by the way, takes an x-ray of Q and Bond and the picture. <laughs> Why not? I never, I never catched, caught that before. I, I, like, hey, what? I rewound it. I'm like, yeah, that happened. <laughs> Interesting. Oh. Yes. Yeah. I, but I, again, I love Desmond Llewellyn. I think like any... Again, anytime he's in a movie is fantastic. But and and as I've said, the man died in his like eighties, but not from old age. I know. He died in a car crash because that's how you go. You don't die of old age if you're Q. No. God. But uh but yeah, I love Desmond Desmond Luella in this. I love all the Q stuff. I love like even at the end of the movie, at the the party they're at, where we have that weird because yeah. the end of the movie is like Bond is with uh, Lupe and and they're hanging out and she's like hitting on him and Bouvier's there with her date Q. Uh-huh. I yeah. <laughs> I love. They're just friends. They're good guys. Friends. If this movie was made today, we would have an in-universe like movie that was a 007 offshoot with Q and Bouvier going on their own adventures. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's Absolutely. a setup. That's a perfect setup because she can take care of herself, and you know what? He can he can help her missions. He can just he's, support. He's cute. He can do what he wants. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but I love that they have they have their own like um, their the relationship, and they've become like partners and friends. I love it. Uh, all right. So before we before we uh, wrap up, is there anything that we haven't touched on that you guys want to touch on? Uh, positive or negative for License to Kill? There was something here which actually tied, I wanted to bring up which ties into one of the comments that we have over here uh, from Stephen Levowitz, who I see on Pop Culture Pro's Facebook group all the time. So, Steve, thanks for checking this out. Thanks for watching, Steve. Yeah, I always appreciate it. Yeah, the summer of 89 was a crazy year for movies, which when I was doing a little research on License to Kill, I kind of, I didn't remember this, but I remember it coming out in the summer because I do kind of remember vaguely like when the day when I went to the theater and, and stuff like that being like, you know, hot out. And it was a summer movie. But it was like there was Batman. There was yep. Ghostbusters yeah. 2. There was I think it was like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids that summer also. Oh, I saw that in the theater at 2 actually. Yeah. So Nightmare on Elm Street's Nightmare on Elm Street 5 was 89. Maybe? Yes. 5 was 89 because 4 was 88. Because they pushed, uh, they like had to release them really quick, yeah. Yeah, and that was a whole disaster because I hate Nightmare on Elm Street 5 so much. But I actually, another weird story is movie theater was I saw Nightmare on Elm Street 4 in the theater. Ugh, with my jealous. mother, with my mother, took me to see this. She left and I stayed in the theater to watch it again. After. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah, she left me there. I was like, listen, I'm going home and I will see you when, you, when you're done. And I, people cleaning up, they were like, oh yeah, I'll just leave this eight, nine year old kid alone. And he's just going to do this. And I watched the entire movie again. As you Love should. It. As I should. Yeah. Four is like, great. Four is amazing. Love Nightmare on Elm Street 4. But this movie, though, like, License to Kill didn't do great at the box office, I guess, based on what their projections were, mm -hmm. due to the competition. And that's why they moved every Bond movie after this was moved to November. That makes sense. That's interesting. Wow, okay. Did not 
was not aware that that was like a Bond fixture thing of November. Yeah. Due yeah. to this, even though No Time to Die was supposed to come out in 20 April, was it April yeah, 2020? April. Yeah, right. If I remember right. So I guess they were going to go off that. But they were all November movies. After That's right. That, so. That's right. That's and right. ultimately and ended up in a November. That's interesting. Yeah. That's really funny. Yeah. yeah. So I think one might say that COVID is really the curse of James Bond. They shouldn't have tried to put No Time to Die out in sure. April. I I blame uh, broccoli for COVID. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's just let's just say it. Yeah. That's, maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was a Bond villain that did the ah. whole thing. Yes, maybe it was Sean Connery with an Irish, with a, with a Scottish accent. <laughs> no, that's the Avengers movie. Which, oh um, God! By the way, you don't know how hard I tried to 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 fit it in that we watch that movie. <laughs> I'll watch it again. I don't care. I loved that movie when I was eight years old. I know you're all about that. I have never seen that movie. Really? No, that the here's the thing. I I own that movie. I love that show that was on the BBC. That movie is terrible. <laughs> that, that's that's a movie I watched when I was little going, okay, I liked it because it was, I don't know, like I, I must have not got the plot because I was so young and it was just like a, over my head. And then you watch it when you're older and you go, none of this made sense. This no. None of this. This was You were awful. smart as a kid because you went, this is garbage. I don't <laughs> understand. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Ginny, anything else about License to Kill before we uh, wrap up? Oh. Uh, I just, uh, so much violence. There was a, in, someone impaled on like a forklift. Uh, oh yeah, we didn't talk about that. How did we not talk about that? I don't know. I love Pam. I like Pam. This is a very American movie, but Pam is like a pre, a very independent Bond girl. I feel like a very um, modern Bond girl. Of course, she's like pining over Bond, which is maybe yeah. her weakest point, but I like I like her. She's got, you know, she, she can, you know, she's packing. She's... Uh, she can kind of give it to Bond when he's being sexist, but Bond will be sexist for a good reason, which is they're in a country which doesn't take kindly to women of power. <laughs> and so you have to be my secretary. It only makes sense in this country. And she's like, mm, all right. I, I did like the Bond was at least trying. Right? He's trying. <laughs> she's true. like, so cute. <laughs> Uh, all right, so uh, I'm gonna say, look, this is, and I, I'm sure you, I'm, I'm pretty sure we all agree, this is a rousing success yeah. for Timothy Dalton, right? Like, this is a successful mission. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I was, I just, I just, it was so awesome to see Timothy Dalton's run here as Bond and stuff, and like this movie, as much as I was like loving the Living Daylights last week, License to Kill. Is mm-hmm. was even yeah. better, which is it, it's that much better. There's not really much, whatever you want a Bond movie is here, yeah. You know, from a good Bond movie, at least like it, it checks every box for you. I, I, you know, huge thumbs up. This, this movie, I would probably, this is definitely gonna land in the top 10. I can't imagine how it's yeah. not. I could see that. Same for me, yeah, easily. <clears throat> yeah, hands down. This is a top five for me, I think. I I may be with you. I might be with you on that. (laughs) See how it lands. I love it so much. So fun. I think that's the thing. It's fun. Like there are things that don't necessarily make sense, but who cares? We're having a good time here, right? It's a Bond movie, so why not? You can bend. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But again, like you said, like you said earlier, in comparison to some of the other Bond movies, I mean, this is this is is grounded. Just about as it gets. 
Yeah. yeah, I mean, this is as grounded as you get until you get into the Craig era. Yeah. Because none of the Brosnan movies are this grounded. No. No, and the most grounded of that was Goldeneye. Yeah. Yes. And, and that's, not, that's not grounded at all. <laughs> <It's pretty laughs> all right. So thank you for joining us uh, for our discussion. Uh, join us next week. We're going to be back on our Monday schedule uh, wh- where we're going to cover what I like to think of as James Bond Jr., which is a movie, If Looks Could Kill with Richard Grieco, which is literally what if a high school student was mistaken for James Bond. Uh, I am actually going to argue that this hits most, if not all, of the beats of a James Bond movie. So we are going to be covering it like we cover these James Bond movies talking about the same sort of the Q branch and the villain and the henchman. Um, but in addition to that, we're also going to be updating our list. There's not much. We're talking off air. There's not much to really talk about, like uh, with the Dalton era, when you're talking about comparing, because you're literally just talking about two movies. So we're going to be updating our overall James Bond list. We're going to be putting together our list of our best movies, uh, our favorite songs, our favorite villains, our favorite Bond girls throughout the entire franchise that we've covered so far. So join us for that. Um, now it's time to plug some shows. Uh, if you enjoyed what you, ha- you heard here and you'd like to hear some more, but let's say you don't really want to hear about James Bond, you'd prefer to hear about some uh, comic book stuff, then join us on Granny's Peach Tea for all the geeky goodness. Uh, Ed, what, what we got going on on Granny's Peach Tea? So well, right now, you can go ahead and check out, if you've seen the Batman and you're going crazy, you're like, oh my God, I need someone to talk to about it. Don't know why you would use that voice. But if you decided <laughs> to, you can go ahead and check out our our spoiler discussion for the Batman, which is up on on Pop Culture Pros right now on Facebook and everything else. So go ahead and check that out. But we do have a new episode coming tomorrow night, which is you know we'll be live talking about the we're going to start our run of animated Batman films. We'll be talking about Batman: Mask of the Phantasm, which is the animated series' theatrical release. So we'll be talking about that. We'll be talking about Batman and Mister Freeze Sub Zero which was the home release, you know, straight to video thing for that. And uh, we'll be talking about the latest episodes, which are airing tonight of uh, Superman and Lois and Naomi. So come, come check us out. And we will be doing our own Batman rankings of the live action run because we did, we had to cut that for time last Mm -hmm. week because we thought we were going to go on and still be talking about it now. So we thought we got a week long show, but we're going to be doing that. So come check that out. And see, you know, whose favorite Batman or villains or movies, uh, Batmobiles, songs, you know, themes, whatever it is. Come check us out, though. Tomorrow Night Fall Live. Awesome. Going to be a really fun show. Can't wait to talk about Mask of the Phantasm. Rewatch mm-hmm. that movie, Ed, and I'm like, oh, I'll save my opinion for tomorrow. <laughs> uh, so if you would like to, if you're, you're into the media, you're into all the pop culture stuff, you love the television, you love the franchises, then... <laughs> Uh, you love the Star Wars. Join Shooting the Sith uh, with friend of the show, Tim, who talks everything Star Wars. Literally, he was covering the Book of Boba Fett. He, uh, he, he, he's covering some movies. He's covering some literature. He ta- he's talking to people uh, in the community. So please, uh, if, you're, if you enjoy that, tune in. Uh, if you, you know, you're not really into the media side, but you're into the sports side, uh, we got old Dirty Fighting with a uh, friend of the show, Rick, 
who's going to be talking about, uh, you know, all sorts of uh, fighting, UFC, bare knuckle boxing. Uh, I believe he does everything that there is when it comes to fighting. Uh, we got Just Too Sweet talking about fighting, which came on just before us, which is, uh, I believe, Eric and Tim. Uh, they're ta- they talk wrestling, right? They, they do mm-hmm. specifically the wrestling. Uh, we got Jader and Kyle who do movie reviews. We just had Jader on the show last week, uh, Granny's PhD, who was talking about uh, the Batman with us. So check out their review of the Batman as well. They did a more sort of, uh, you know, review review. We we just gushed as fanboys, but they did like a, a whole review on it. So please join them. Uh, we got Unsportsmanlike Conduct if you're into the football uh, put it in the books and the Empire 161 show. I know baseball is not on, but you can catch up. It's never too late to catch up on these shows. You go to the website, uh, put it in the books is Mets. Empire 161 is Yankees, uh, hosted by Ed as well. Uh, we got We Stomped You Out by the Giants, uh, which is uh, a Giants show. And as always, Eric and Tim head up A to Z, which covers literally everything. Everything, guys. Everything from Akbar to Zoidberg. Wow, you used Akbar. I did. I was <laughs> saving that one because I think uh, Akbar and Zoidberg are like mirror characters. Yeah, I can see that. All right, I'm sure. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. Please join us next week, and uh, I guess I will say, ciao. I'm invincible! (laughs) I was waiting for it!